you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Alright, welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Afis and with me as always is Devin and we are going to discuss Smackdown Live. Man, this was an interesting show, Smackdown Live. We had the promise of uh, Roman Reigns kind of dis- uh, deciding whether or not he was going to apologize to Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. We had yeah. King of the Ring matches happening. Uh, we had another Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn sighting. Uh, I had some good vibes with this. And I didn't even mention Randy Orton and him uh, kind of messing with uh, Kofi Kingston some more. So what are some of your real out there? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I love SmackDown. It was totally, it was night and day. Night from Raw, yeah. From Raw. I watched this completely. No breaks at all. I was all focusing. I love Same. I love uh, the Kofi and Orton. It seemed like it just took up another level, oh you know, you know, between uh, Mr. Orton. I like yeah. to call him now. <laughs> As Kofi's sons call him. Oh, boy. Oh, man. That was great how you read that letter. Man, I didn't know it was going to go like that, but uh, it was still good. Oh, the Buddy, the buddy and uh, Ali match. Uh, we called it match of the a tournament, I believe. Yes, yes. Man, that was. It oh delivered. My God. Yes, yes. In the Miz and Shinsuke. Oh, my God. This yeah. Miz, Shinsuke, and Sami Zayn, it is working. Yeah. It is working. Him, yeah. him, just. Sami Zayn is, is, is being like a dick. Just over the top <laughs> dick. He was like, go on. Go on, my champion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a great preview overall for what we're going to talk about, man. Like yeah. some of the highlights for sure. So, let, but mm-hmm. let's start it off. Let you know what? Oh man, I wanted to start with the Randy Orton thing, but then with you saying that about Sami Zayn, I mean, we could just go from we, there. We can start anywhere, man. Let's go. So let's do that. Let's let's talk about Sami Zayn because this this gave me some good vibes. Uh, pun intended there for Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, good vibrations for sure felt with this segment. Um, basically, the Miz. Uh, had come out and he wanted to have a face to face with Sami Zayn. Um, so he called out Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn comes out um, and in their interaction, uh, Miz wants Sami Zayn to get in the ring so that he can basically teach him a lesson and shut him up for good. Yep. And uh, Sami Zayn says, No, I'm not going to do that. And Miz says, Oh, well, if you're not going to come in here, then maybe I'll go out there and teach you a lesson. And Miz is like, Oh, or uh, Sami Zayn's like, Oh, no, no, you should, don't do that. Don't do that. You shouldn't do that. And Miz is getting on the ring and he's walking towards uh, Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn keeps warning him. He's like, You don't, you don't know what, what's coming for you. You don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> right. Sure enough, he didn't know what's coming for him because Shinsuke Nakamura comes from the back, boom, forearm to the back. And the beatdown was on, basically, from Shinsuke Nakamura. Sami Zayn did nothing throughout this whole thing nah, in terms of Monologue ass whipping, bro. Monologue. So, why don't you go through some of the monologuing that, that Sami oh Zayn laid on Oh, my God, man. I want to say, like, at the towards the end of the ramp, when he kind of had him propped up on uh, the ring, on the side of the ring. 
and he's getting ready to tell Shinsuke. He's like, go on, my champion. Go on. <laughs> and, and he just lays him out with the wicked Kinshasa. Yeah. And Sammy Zayn is like, oh, my God. <laughs> Jumping Kinshasa. up and down. Yes. yes. Oh, it, it was just. <laughs> okay, this is working for Sammy Zayn. Yes. Even if he's just being a manager or valet, whatever you want to call it for yeah. Shinsuke, it is working. Spokesperson. Uh, yes, yep. spokesperson. There you go. <laughs> spokesperson, as he says it. Yep. It is working for him. It's in it. You know what? It is working for for uh, for the Miz as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just being that underdog right now. And I love how he issue out that challenge. You know, he's like, I want to challenge you for the, for the Intercontinental Championship for yes. my belt. You know, yes. as he said, because that really that's his belt, man. That's mm-hmm. his wheelhouse, you know. You you know that it's the most prestigious belt to him right now. You know, it, I, I would love for him to go for the main event picture, but it is what it is. Yeah. So right now, he's the IC contender going for that, and I cannot wait for that match. I'm pretty sure Sami Zayn's going to interfere with this, and yeah, Shinsuke's oh, yeah. going to keep probably just keep yeah. the belt. But yeah, I would bet everything on that. Yeah, yep. yeah, and it would just make sense for the story too. But I'm loving this new partnership, though. What what's yeah. what's your thoughts on this, yep. man? Well, same. I'm loving the partnership, and I love it for Shinsuke. I mean, honestly, for Shinsuke, he just looks like a beast through this whole thing. Yeah. And Sami Zayn is just talking him up. You know, like you said, he says, oh, my champion, go on, my champion. And just, like, <laughs> is really just pumping him up as he's talking to Miz. You know, and he's, he's just like, uh, I, I just love the energy that Sami Zayn adds to everything yes. Shinsuke is doing. Just and amplifies just, everything. Yeah, and he's just standing tall, and he's walking around the ring not saying a thing. And Sami Zayn is telling, you know, the world how great Shinsuke is and how, you know, the Miz has no idea what he's up against when he's doing this, you know. Um, just talking about their poetry and the poetry that they, that they deliver in the ring and oh, the line that he had too about, you know, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is the king of strong style, but clearly, Miz, you're the, you're, the only thing you're the king of is a soft style. And so I got kind of a kick out of that. Yeah, I was um, like, oh, facts. Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, comparing Shinsuke's fighting style to the Miz's fighting style, yes. It, yeah. it, it, the only way you can call it is a strong style versus a soft style. No yeah. offense to the Miz, but Shinsuke's moves, man, well, like it, it's stiff and it's just like the kicks, you can feel it. The, yes. Every every move, yes. it's like he's really putting his knees into you and his feet into you. And oh man, like yeah, it, even the Miz finisher, like practically everybody kicks out of it, man. I yeah. haven't seen him beat anybody just clean for that finisher yet. But yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Like when he said, you know, the king of soft style, I was like, oh, yeah, facts. <laughs> Man, so I, I love it. I love it. And Shinsuke is one of my favorite wrestlers. So for him to be put in this light where, you know, he feels like a champion, he feels like a threat, he feels like, you know, a legitimate, like, top dog with the way that Sami Zayn is is pumping this man up. He's hype. He's his hype man at this point. You know, it is great. And for Sammy, it's a great role because, man, just his antics, like he was on the ground kind of rolling around, just just reveling in this whole situation, laughing and, and cheering Shinsuke on. And it's just like, oh, my God, like this pairing right here is really, really working. Yes. You know, and for the Miz, like you said, like with him going after the belt that, you know, every time he holds it, he treats it like it is the WWE championship or he the does. universal championship. Does. And you feel it like you, yep. you, you, the it just elevates it so much. It's the man that makes the championship is what they always say. And when the Miz holds the Intercontinental Championship, it becomes a main uh, attraction for sure for whichever show it ends up being on. Um, So, you know, this is just a perfect uh, situation for all parties involved. I'm really digging it. um, And I I can't wait to see more. Yeah, man. I 
I, I definitely can't wait to see more, man. I, I can't wait to see more of Sami Zayn and, and Shinsuke pairing, man, because this is just off the charts magic, man. Yeah. Like, I knew when, when he would say, don't do it. Don't come here. I'm telling you, I'm warning you. Don't do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's about to get his ass. You no, know, you know. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. And Shinsuke just come out of nowhere and just get him. And I was like, yep. And, you know, just, oh, my God, man. I, I, I just can't wait to see more of this and see what they're going to do with this too, man. You yeah. know, maybe this is the road to, you know, because you, you kept on saying you wish Shinsuke was face. Mm. So maybe this is the road map to get Shinsuke to be back face because that'd be great. Sami Zayn is being his his advocates of so to speak or his spokesman, but then he can turn on him. Yeah, and there you go. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. And maybe they just get so popular that they just end up like inadvertently keeping turning it. Face yeah, too. yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, that's um, true. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But I am very excited. Very excited. Sounds like we both are. So more of this, please. All right, we're going to keep it moving now. Uh, let's talk about Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. Uh, their feud got taken up a notch once again this week. Yeah. Uh, Kofi Kingston was talking about how, you know, Randy Orton is the guy who usually takes people out out of nowhere. But what happened uh, th- last week? He got take- he got uh, knocked out out of nowhere by a trouble in paradise, you know. And so who's stupid now, basically, is was kind of the message of that. Um, and Randy Orton shows up on the Tron. He's saying, stupid, 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 <laughs> stupid. Stupid, stupid, just continuously. Stupid, yes. stupid, stupid. And he's like, "All right, do I have your attention now?" Cool. Then he talks about like how he <laughs> the the night before or whatever he had gotten this letter oh, slipped under man. his door, and he says, oh. "You know, I'm not one to ever respond to fan mail, check fan mail. I don't. I could give a damn, but this one was written with heart." And he opens up the letter, and it's like, "Dear Mr. Orton, please stop hurting my hero." You know, and it just like this this letter he goes on on and on about how, you know, this person who wrote this letter is just like feeling, you know, like like Randy Orton is hurting his hero Kofi Kingston. And then at the end of the letter it goes, He's not only my hero, he's my daddy. Signed what's it, Kai. That's his Kai. son's name. Yep. Kai. Signed Kai. And then, so, of course, everyone in the crowd is like, oh, my God. Like, yes. he is involving his son. He said his son's name. He's saying his son wrote him this letter, begging him, basically, to stop hurting his daddy. Because like, his oh dad my. was crying at night. Oh, like, oh, oh yeah. Like, man, bro. what is going on? Man. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, I realized something. You know, I don't have to risk. I don't have to be pen pals with your son. You know, I, all I have to do is go to him because we're in the same hotel. We're all staying in the same hotel. So all I got to do is go take a visit to him and, and go go see your son in person. So then Kofi just makes a beeline to, yes. the, to the entranceway, goes to the back gorilla position, finds Randy Orton back there, and it, a brawl ensues oh basically God, with the two bro. of them just waylaying each other. And you could feel all yes. of Kofi's punches. It, like, it, it, the, it, it felt stiff. It was stiff. stiff. It was stiff. Like, he's really, like, pissed off. Like, who the hell told you to involve my son's name in this story? I'm done. The writers, when I, they're next after I'm done with you. Like, right. this is this is a wrap. This as soon as the cameras go off, I'm blowing up. I'm blowing up. This is this is over with. You don't involve my family ever. So, yeah, he's just wailing. You can feel it pop, pop, pop to his back. Yeah. And then Randy Orton gets a little bit of the upper hand, gets on top of him. Then he sets him up for that DDT that he usually does when he's hanging his legs off the ropes. Yes. He does the DDT to him on the floor. Right there on the carpet, there God. just laid out. Then he looks at, at Kofi Kings and he says, Stupid, stupid, <laughs> stupid, and leaves. And I'm like, Wow, man, like, th- 
this, this storyline is just amazing. They just need to have the matches have a finish. That's it. That's the only thing yes, that's missing yes. is a finish. A, that a was our finish right from SummerSlam. Yeah. It was it was no finish. That's right. That's all it Because the build was perfect. Oh, my God. It was, just, it was no finish. Yes. And then yes. here we go again. I'm like, because I, I, I was getting worried that this was going to take me out of their, their rivalry. Mm. But man, it's dude, Randy Orton, he he knows how to bring you back in. Yeah. Because he, he just said, I got this letter that's kind of near and dear to my heart. You know, he just goes goes down the list about, oh, you know, yeah. crying and and it says, Dear Mr. Orton, I love that part. You know, a son showing respect to, to Mr. Orton. <laughs> even, yep. though been, his, even though Mr. Orton be whipping his dad's ass up and down the street. This is like, man. And, and I'm just, I'm just digging this, man. I love this. I see, this is, this is storytelling right here, man. Yes, yes. You know, and this is getting very personal, and it's working for Kofi too. And this yeah. is what he needs, man. This is a rivalry, man. You know, yeah, it's just not for the belt. It's, this is just getting past the belt now. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this is that this is an aspect to to Kofi that yeah, he needs to start showing yes. as well, just to take yes. him to another level. Yep. Even at first, like there's times where I feel like he he the pancake throwing and the oh, smiles yeah. and everything, it's yeah. cool. But sometimes I feel like you know what, it's almost too playful. It given is that you know it the storyline is. is so serious and so real. Like yeah. at a certain point, you almost just want him to stop doing that. Like you got to get just, away from that, man. Like you can't be all smiles right now if no. Randy's Orton. Whooping your ass, yeah. Getting letters from your son. You still hanging son. out, slinging pancakes, bro. How are you taking it that easy? Like, like, come on, man. No, no, no more. Just done. I'm done with right. the pancakes now. Yeah. This is the time for pancakes. Yeah. It's time to whoop somebody's ass at this point. Exactly. Like, like I rated it. The power of positivity. Okay, but maybe Randy could take you out of that, man, and, and yeah. you can just build from that, man. Yes, that that's that's exactly what I felt because. Even in, in Kofi's um, uh, promo before Randy came out, I felt like he started to get there, too, towards the end with the passion that he started to speak with about how he felt about Randy Orton and how Randy is, is you know, just kind of this rivalry is going and how he's going to prove that he was ready then and he's still ready now like he was getting there. But the way that Randy pushes this and makes this so personal, I feel like we're, we're going to get hopefully we get to that Kofi Kingston that's just like, all right, I'm done i'm done with yeah. this dude like I, i'm gonna go and it's, it's time to whoop his ass and take yeah. this seriously so right. don't come uh, out there doing the class of champions no, throwing pain no no that not see you throw. no no that, that that's means to be gone from the entrance for yeah. this storyline for this yeah. storyline no more and yeah. what happened later kind of made me feel really good about that because Big E ended up coming oh, out yes. of the training good room example. Yep. Yeah, he, he came out of the training room, and he's like, um, oh, gosh, I forget the lines that he said. But do, do you remember verbatim what he said? Or uh, Not verbatim, man. Well, just the, 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 the uh, spirit of it was basically like, okay, like now Randy Orton, like he's, he, oh, he said this. He said, um, I can tell you for a fact that Kofi Kingston is going to make it to Clash of Champions. Oh, yeah, that's right. But after tonight, I can't promise the same for Randy Orton. And then he goes out there, and then later on they have the matchup. And during the matchup, he's basically saying, like... The well, even game- before even before the matchup, man, like, he did his intro, but he came out, dropped the jacket, dropped the belt. He dropped had a everything. mean strut, bro. Yes. I'm like, he wasn't all happy clapping hands. That's what no. we need to see from Kofi. Exactly, exactly. And even while he was he was going at him, he's like, I'm here to collect. Like, yeah. his, like his dude. You, you got hell to pay. You got hell to pay, and I'm here to collect. Exactly. That's what he yeah. was saying. And I love that, too. That side of Big E. I was like, oh, my God. Like, Big E yeah. right now looks great, too. Yeah. And this is like what we need beast. to see. I'm like, man, this yes. dude is pissed off. 
to the point where I was like, you know, for a second there, I'm like, man. Now, I think Big E <laughs> would be the next person that I would want to see from the New Day potentially get that championship yeah. because the intensity that Big E showed, it seems so natural for him to go there yes. to get to just that angry, like, I'm, I give zero Fs now. The games are over. Like, I'm taking you out. And yeah. so I really enjoyed that from Big E and just how angry he was. And there was a point in the match, too, where he still did the, like, where he licks his tongue and then he spanks kind of him when he had him. Yeah. yeah, he had that, which, okay, that's kind of uh, uh, harkening back to the playful New Day or whatever. But I didn't mind that as much. I was, a little bit, I was like, ah, I don't know if I want that joking yeah. aspect here. That was but, my little nitpick right there. I'm like, man, yeah. you don't really need to do that, man, because you, you came out, how you started the match. Yeah. Yeah. Man, like, I loved it. Like, he did his intro, but he came out. Just he dropped his coat, dropped the belt, like all on the floor as he was walking towards the ring. Yep. And I loved that, man. Yep. Plus, this was a physical match. It was. And it then, was. I don't know, who was that kid when, I guess, when they were just kind of body slamming each other on the table. And then Randy Orton's kind of just going ringside. And mm-hmm. this kid just, ah, ah, <laughs> ah. And, this, and I saw, and I read and I read Randy Orton's lips. He said, shut up. <laughs> I was like, right. I started laughing. Heel. I'm like, because who? Like, who was this boy screaming like that, man? And he just looked at him. He was like, shut up. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. Thank you, Randy. This Thank you, why, Randy Orton. Thank you, Mr. He's, Orton. He's great. He yes. is great. That's what makes him great, man. Just He knows how to just deal with situations like that and to just like the, the fan participation. Sure. You want to be yes. a part of this? I'll make you a part of the storyline right now. I'll tell you, yeah. shut up right on there. Yeah. And, and that kid stuff. zipped it up real quick. <laughs> oh, oh. Yes, Mr. Orton. Yes. Yes. yes, Mr. Orton. Yes. I will shut up. Yes, Mr. Right. Orton. Right away, Mr. Orton. Right away. Don't okay on me out of nowhere, please. Yes, yes, yes. We're good. We're good. Um, oh, man. So, yeah, it was it was great overall. And at the end of it, um, the Revival got involved. Um, yeah. And I thought that was a good touch, too. To not, because what I didn't want to have happen here, because of how I felt about what Big E, the performance Big E was putting on, is I didn't, it would have been okay if it would have taken clean win, or clean uh, loss, sorry. But, um... I felt like it was good for it to be kind of a no contest ending for him because Big yeah, that was looking sense. real strong. Yeah. But Randy Orton still got what he needed. So, um, yeah, it was interference. And then he got RKO'd and then got – did he yeah. did it disqualification or he just got – he took the pin one, two, three. I'm trying to remember the, the it, clear ending. Ooh. What is it? Because uh, I just no, remember it – No, no. Was it disqualification? No, no, no. He got the – no, it was – it was a. Uh, he didn't get the clean win, but he got interference. Defeats it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it was, was the uh, interference that helped yeah, him yeah. get the pin after the RKO. It was yeah. Dash and Dawson kind of elbowed him in the face towards the ring. Uh, the referee the didn't rope. see it, and then he right. turned and around he into the, the RKO. RKO. That's what it was. Yep. That's what it was. And what yep. was crazy, man, I don't know if you heard it, like if you uh, if you pay attention, when, when uh, Revival got in, dude, Randy was kind of hardcore. He's like, get his bitch ass up. Oh, I was like, man. damn, Randy. <laughs> He's like, get his bitch ass up. I was man. like, damn. I'm yeah. like, man, this this Randy, man. Woo. Yes. When I'm, he can I, be hardcore, he can be hardcore, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Randy, he he's... He's come, he, that when I, when I talk about him, I say post-attitude error. Like, he's my favorite superstar. Yeah, that's your man, too. Dude, he could he could have fit in that group. He really could have in, in that era. You know, and he's like, I mean, he comes from that school of like the Triple H and the Ric Flair, and he just has it, yeah. you know. So, you know, that, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. The art of storytelling, too, man. Yep, yep. 
So loved it, man. Just love the whole build, you know, with him and Kofi, and then the matchup with him and Big E, and then the union that he has with the revival right now. Oh, just yeah, looks I'm great. That. I'm yeah, that. they just that super RKO, basically, uh, yeah. almost three D type of move that they do too is really good. They hit Big E with that at the end. Uh, they, they all did their pose on the on the, the and they orchestrated it too at the end, uh, standing tall. Just oh man, I, I like that. I hope they keep that as a faction. Yeah, uh, the three of them. I hope they, yeah, I hope that. they just officially name this faction and then yeah, keep them strong. Like yeah, man, because they definitely got some some chemistry, man. Absolutely. Natural chemistry too. Absolutely. So yeah, a plus plus for me for this whole yeah. situation with him with Randy Orton and the New Day. Yeah, so yeah. a right. plus for me too, and the extra credit with the. You know, with the bitch ass up and telling that little kid to <laughs> shut up. Because that was an annoying scream. Like, oh, I don't know if you noticed. Know, it was it was a very annoying scream. And I'm glad you told that little kid to shut up. <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest with you, I didn't catch it. I want to go back and see oh, that. Oh, go but back. You tell go back. Me, you tell him yes. that, man, already. I'm yes. like, yeah, I can picture it. I, can picture it. <laughs> I know Randy Orton. I know how he is. And, yeah, that just makes sense. It's, just, it's so Randy. It's such a Randy thing to do. And just perfect heel move for him to do he does that with kids especially he does it in a way too where it's like you know uh, there was just one thing with the high five and i think i talked about this on a previous yep, uh, did. Uh, podcast but a kid who they kept uh, him in the revival yeah he it was like a little like, had to be a little two-year-old three-year-old girl yeah hand out for the high five and they went up almost got the high five and we were like nope and just like all of the, all three of them basically took, they 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 looked like they were all going to do a high five at different times, and then just kind of snub the little girl. Um, but the fans kind of, the fans get it. You know, the wrestlers are playing their roles. Yeah. It's perfect. So yeah, it's it's all fun. It's all fun. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, let's go to King of the Ring. Let's talk about King of the Ring, and let's talk about Op Buddy Murphy versus Ali, uh, which again we predicted was going to be the match of the tournament. Yes. And indeed, I think so far it definitely lived up to that. I think it's definitely match of the tournament. Um, why don't you break this down on how this went out with, with two guys who we both have a lot of respect for? Well, they, they can both be high flyers. It was definitely a quick-paced match. My only gripe was most of this match was during the commercial. Yeah. like So I had to watch it. Like The easiest way to watch it, I say, is you got to mute it, and then you can you know mute the commercial, and then you can just you know pay attention to the match because a lot of stuff was going on. They was actually doing pinfalls during the commercial, which I was kind of shocked. I'm like, really? Okay. Uh, Because I knew, like, nobody's going to take a pinfall during a commercial. Like, when's the last time you ever seen that? No. But but still, man, they was doing some, you know, it, you know, they was just doing some very good surprising stuff. It was one move. I think it was Buddy Murphy kind of outside the ropes on the ring side of the ring. And then uh, he, what was it? Ali was doing his like like his ring DDT, but Murphy Murphy kind of flipped him up, and then he then Ali kind of countered, and then ended up doing it DDT in the first place. Oh, you're talking about the finish, basically. Yeah, the, the finish. The last yeah, finish. Okay, yep, so yep, essentially it was like a um, uh, gosh, how do I? So it, imagine like when Randy Orton sets somebody up over the ropes to do his DDT and he hits that DDT when their ropes are when their legs are caught on the ropes. With this one, it was almost like Kof, um, Ali was getting ready to do like a a spinning DDT, almost like a corkscrew type yeah. of DDT. So his is like Murphy's hanging hanging over the ropes, and then Ali just kind of like. 
spins in the, around him and then does the DDT. Like, usually when they're standing, it's like old school rock. The yep. way he would, like, catch a guy with a DDT, but he would, like, flip around the guy first and then do the DDT. Well, basically, Ali did to, that to Murphy, but while he was stuck in between the ropes, which looked insane. It did. Like, I was like, what it, the hell was that? I had, to, I had to rewind it real quick. I was like, hold on. Dude, I'm like, match over. <laughs> I, at that point, I was like, this match is over. This is done. Yeah. I've never seen him pull that move, and I've never seen that move in general done in that way. So exactly. that's crazy. And then he goes up for the 450, and I'm like, oh, if he hits this, this is really over. And he yeah. did. And I'm like, all right, well, if if Buddy Murphy kicks out of this, then this this is like Ali is done. Like, because yeah, yeah, and it's all for real. Yeah, yeah. Like, there, there's nothing he can do to be Buddy Murphy if this doesn't work, but it did. It so did. Buddy Murphy, uh, Ali actually ended up going over and getting the win here, which no shame at all because yeah. of the way it went down. I was going back and forth. I was going back and forth with this pick. It was very hard for me to decide. It was tough. It like, was tough. Uh, Buddy Murphy, Ali. I was like, maybe Buddy Murphy, but I can't go against Ali. So either way, I wasn't, yeah. you know, I was satisfied. You know, if it were Buddy, Buddy Murphy, I would have been okay. Even if Ali, which it was Ali, I was okay with that too, man. And the show of, the res- of respect at the end oh, was a yeah. real nice touch too. So I it really was. liked that. And it was. In the beginning of the match and after the match, they kind of yes. shook hands before the match and after. Yep. So, love this matchup. It was great. We'll see what happens next for Ali. Uh, Ali is going to be going against Elias in the next round. Um, I, I mean, I think my pick for that, honestly, is going to be Ali uh, to beat Elias. But, she, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the way they've been booking this whole thing on that side is kind of goofy. I, I don't know what to think of, of I got I got Ali going. I got Ali going over Elias. Because he yeah. sat in that chair. Yeah. He sat in that chair. Yeah. I think for Elias, that's definitely a curse. That's this. Yeah, that's not yeah. Happening. You sit in that chair, man. It's like you're you kind of just kind of giving away your hand. So I think, man, what's what's going to be good is, uh, whew, I think that's going to be a good match between. Well, we'll get into the okay. the matchup that he will have eventually after we talk about Chad Gable. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Shelton Benjamin here. So Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, they had their matchup. Um, this one, I was probably the least excited for it going into the matchup. Um, just because I was thinking, ah, Shelton Benjamin, like the fact that he's even in the king in the ring, I'm like he's not going to win this thing. Um, yeah. I, now I had, you, you were talking about that on last week in the week before. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, I feel like Shelton, like I could see him going for the 24 seven championship. And That's I think true. he's overqualified for that, honestly. But I think he, I could see it happening. That might be a good spot for him. Um, but I, I, it's hard for me to see that. And I, it's hard for me to see him going for the WWE Championship. Maybe a mid-card championship, maybe. But I, I just, I don't know. I don't know where Shelton fits in necessarily the way that he, they're, they're doing his character with the eyes going all over the place and the comedy he's trying to do. Like, I don't know. I think it was kind of funny how he was messing with Chad Gable. Like, you know, you have to be this tall to compete in King of the Ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, like, looking around while Chad Gable is is having his interview. He shows up, and he's looking up over Chad Gable, and he's asking the interviewer, like, have you seen Chad Gable? Have you seen Chad Gable? If you let him know. Let him know, know, let Chad Cable know I'm looking for him. Um, but then he kind of looked at Chad Cable. He looked in his direction. Tight. That was right. that was funny, man. He was like, just let him know I'm looking for him. As he said, that he's looking at least like looking dead in his eyes. I was like, bro, that's that's savage right there. That that was that was cool. But I don't know. I just still feel like Shelton is still lost in the shuffle a little bit. Like they don't they don't quite know what they're doing with him. Because just to get into the match a little bit. Um, I, I fully thought Chad Gable was going to win this matchup. Even with oh, everything yeah, yeah. they were we both, doing. Yeah, we both said Gable. 
Or it, short yeah, you know, even with everything that Shelton was doing, you know, the comedy and everything, like it just seemed like, okay, it's it's Chad Gable, so the match happens. And yeah, it, it was, for the most part, I think the way they, they, they performed, you know, they had it go back and forth a little bit. You know, the, they, they both showcased their wrestling ability, uh, but you could see Chad Gable standing out more, uh, showing off more of his athleticism and his strength for, you know, his size, you know, being able to German suplex him the way he was doing and, you know, the technical ability. And at the end, it was kind of like a, a quick, uh, su- almost like a surprise finish that he caught Shelton Benjamin with. Yeah. Well, it was um, like a sunset flip. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, I think it was going to be like a power bomb or something, and then it got he got the sunset flip uh, caught him, held him in the pin, and got the one yep. two three and like booked it out of there. He did, and uh, yeah, Chad Gable got the win. Um, so he moves on into the tournament. Uh, Sheldon Benjamin, like I Andrade. said, now, versus Andrade, which I mean that that's going to be interesting. Andrade was looking on with Zelina Vega. They were watching the the match uh, from the backstage area on the television there. Mm-hmm. So. Um, now, going into predictions, so we, we said Ali versus Elias. We're thinking Ali will win that. Um, Chad Gable versus Andrade. Um, man, you know, it, it, the way that they're booking Chad Gable as this underdog, like, it it wouldn't surprise me if they have him beat Andrade, but I want to pick Andrade. Like, my, my That's not going to happen, yeah. Well, yeah, my, my hope for this is that it ends up being like a Ricochet-Andrade matchup. I think that would be real cool to see those two guys go at it and one of them becoming King of the Ring. Um, with it being Ali that we think is going to win, if Ali wins, then I could see yeah Ali versus Andrade and that happening. Um, and then Andrade beating Ali uh, to get to the final. I, I think that, that makes a whole lot of sense. But uh, yeah, Chad Gable, just this one win that they gave him as like this underdog, I think is cool. Maybe they use this to propel him further in the final. And I guess one dark horse type of matchup, because I'm saying Baron Corbin might be the way this all goes. If Baron Corbin is the guy to go to the final, then I wouldn't be surprised if it's Chad Gable that he's going against. Oh, bro. Come on, man. I know. I know. But I'm just saying. Because one, again, the way that they booked Chad Gable, you, I could see a scenario where they say, hey, you know, let's have Chad Gable be that underdog guy, right? And then Elias is our boy. Let's have Elias beat Ali. And then it's Chad Gable versus Elias. And then Kevin Owens costs Elias the matchup. And then Chad Gable ends up beating him and going to the final. And then I've already talked about Baron Corbin. So I could see, again, if they want Baron Corbin to be the King of the Ring, you know, winner, for him to beat Chad Gable, which would be just a mind-numbing matchup to make, first of all. Like, why, why are we having Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable at the final? You know, like, that, that... Nobody wants to see that. That's what I'm saying, but I'm but I'm afraid the way that they built up... They spent so much time for weeks now building up, you know, Shelton, like, making jokes about Chad Gable's height and his size. And so he's got the strongest underdog story I think they're just adding on. some storytelling element to that, man. I don't think they put that much energy into it to only do that for one week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they put that much energy into it because... They want to maybe actually push Chad Gable finally. You know, with Ali, like he has some, now they've, they've kind of moved Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, away from this, but he still hasn't gotten this matchup for the Intercontinental Championship. So um, I, I, I think eventually he's going back there. I think Ali, even though it would be great for him, I think, you know, I could say he's a guy who needs this as well. I but between see Ali Chad in the finals, man, actually. I, I, I could. Him I could. and Barry Corbin. Like, if Barry Corbin is going to be the heel coming out of the yeah. Raw, then you need yeah. a face coming out, and I can see Ali. 
I could see one of those two dudes. I could. I could. And I, I would say if I'm booking this, you know, what I would want really would be Ricochet on one side and then either Andrade or an Ali on the other side, which for me, I would I would still say Andrade over Ali. But if it's Baron Corbin, I could see Ali. I can also nah, see man. Chad Gable. So, nah. yeah, I'm going to call you sit in that chair. You're done. All right. <laughs> so Baron Corbin sat in that chair. Elias sat in that chair. They're not going over. All right. I'm going to say it. All right. You can say you can have your premonitions. You can yeah. have these visions, you know, from things <laughs> for, for future things to come. You know, you know, what, what did Hawkeye say? The futurist is, is here. Everyone, the futurist is here. He knows all. <laughs> That's why I feel like calling you, man. Yeah. But but no, it's not going to happen. All right. I, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I want you to be right because yeah, Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable will be terrible. Um, I don't want to see it. Oh, paper and, sounds and I, terrible, man. Yeah, and, and here's the thing too. I actually I like Chad Gable. I think he is underutilized. I think he is, has a lot of talent. When I see him in his matches, like he has a lot of power, man. He like, does. The, he does. For a little guy, he there. does. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's not a slight to Chad Gable to say we don't want to see that matchup. Really, it's more Baron Corbin. Like God, Baron yeah. Corbin. You know, winning King of the Ring and doing like oh my god, like so you know. I hope you're right. Just to just to cap it there. I hope you're right. Let's see Ricochet versus Ali or Ricochet versus Andrade or you know something else. Cedric even Cedric versus one of these guys. It'll be great, you know. But uh, we'll see. We'll see where we go from there. All right, let's keep it moving. So I'm going to talk about Bailey versus Lacey Evans actually, which is a match that when I first saw them starting to build this up, I was like, man, I don't know how I feel about this, but you know, because Bailey has not been that great as of late and in her previous uh, uh, storylines that she's had before this one with Charlotte. Um, I think the storyline with Charlotte had been built up pretty decently with her pushing out of that chair and with Charlotte stating facts that, hey, you know, basically I'm here to reestablish the women's division. And since you've been champion, you've basically been irrelevant. Yep. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, that that's exactly how I think we all feel about this. Yeah, yeah. So now going to Raw, she had a matchup with Nikki Cross, which we both said, eh, we weren't really feeling it. We kind of tuned it out because how pissed off we were about how Raw was going on a whole. This matchup, I actually thought was actually pretty good. Uh, Bailey and Lacey Evans, I don't know what it was, but I think they had really good chemistry in the ring. Um, I think both of them kind of showcased their, their their ability in a great way, like just, just the near falls. Like, I actually found myself getting invested in how the match was going. Charlotte Flair came out. She was watching the matchup. I thought that added a nice element for Bailey to do this and kind of like – like insinuate like look at what I'm doing to Lacey Evans like this this could be you basically um so I like that um and then overall just like the um the 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 finish the the elbow drop at the end uh yeah. with the one arm basically after Lacey Evans had done a little bit of work on that arm yep. um it just it was, was a damn nice good finish yeah I, I was really I was pleasantly um surprised and I really enjoyed it and again I there was a part of me that wanted to tune it out in the beginning but I felt like they pulled me in. Like, they forced yep. me to watch the match. They forced me to stay engaged in the match. And I thought that was great. So, kudos to them. Shout out to Bailey. Thank you. I, I, I'm a fan of Bailey. I want to see her shown in a, in a positive light and really, you know, be a, a, a deserving and, and respected champion. I just felt like it wasn't going well the way it was all being booked. Yeah. But this matchup just seemed like it, they got it. They got it yeah. with this one. Um, so I think yeah, it man, worked it for, it for Lacey Evans, you know, because she was just, man, giving it to Bailey, man, working that arm, doing that gator roll, too, bringing her outside the mm-hmm. ring. You know, just her being being nasty, bro. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, man, I love the ending, too, when, you know, when uh, 
when Bailey won, and then she's saying she's holding up the title, and you see, you see Charlotte. You know they zoom in, she's flashing ten, meaning she's going for her tenth yes. championship. Ran out, yes. like, oh bro, that's that's a queen right there. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that touch. She was like ten. Just a reminder, like ten. Like I'm about to be a ten time women's champion. So yes. get ready because this is gonna happen. Oh, man. So, yeah, great matchup overall. Um, just a side note, I had a thought during this matchup, seeing Lacey Evans again with Charlotte in in the vicinity. <laughs> like, these two are so similar. And with Bischoff being the GM, I just I, I had a, a kind of epiphany of what I, a future storyline could end up being. And it's a very Bischoff thing to do to say just one day in the future, do not be surprised if they try to pull a storyline with Ric Flair saying that Lacey Evans is his long lost daughter because they're oh, so similar. Oh they are God, so bro. similar. And it's Eric. That's a very Eric Bischoff thing to do to, to have this whole, like who's the father, who's the whatever. So, you know, just know with Bischoff being a part of SmackDown right now, you heard it first right here on the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I would not be, I would not be surprised at all if Lacey Evans, if they try to pull in that storyline to say, hey, Lacey is the long-lost daughter of Ric Flair. So I'm just throwing that out there. See, man, you be having these visions, man. See? So I'm talking about <laughs> Nostradamus. You just, I don't know what's be going on in your dreams, bro, but you be having just, some serious premonitions like, going on. This was, this was why I was watching the match. I'm like, <laughs> man... This could happen. You know, I don't know. I was just thinking Bischoff is running SmackDown. Man, Lacey and, and Charlotte, just so many similarities. Yeah, it like, is. Yeah. And knowing they look Bischoff like and, they have, yeah. like, the same power moves. Yes. Uh, man, yeah. Just, I could see it. I could see it. So just having a little fun there with, with, some, with some stuff there with the whole situation of Bischoff running SmackDown. All right. So we're getting close to the end here. Let's see. What haven't we talked about? Drake Maverick, actually. Let's talk just a little bit about that right. real quick. Um, so in that matchup, or in the, uh, let's see, when when it was Elias, he was on the throne. So like you, you alluded to, yep. he sat on the throne for the King of the Ring. Uh, and he was telling people, like, get ready to call me King Elias. All hail King Elias. And Kevin Owens pokes his head out from behind the throne and Elias doesn't see him until a little bit later he turns his head sees him he's like oh damn so he tries to escape Kevin Owens he runs to the ring and Kevin Owens uh uh, sets him up. Well, I don't know what happened, but Kevin Owens was like, or I think he Elias may have hit him, or he caught something, whatever. But anyway, they got in the ring. Kevin Owens hits a stunner on Elias. Elias is laid out, and then um, it is what was it? Was it our truth that R-Truth came, came out, out from the ring? Yep. Yeah, he came out. Uh, he's like, oh, this is my opportunity to get the title. Uh, tries to cover Kevin Owens, but then Drake Maverick pulls him out of the ring, and you know, our truth hits the ground hard, and Drake's looking. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is my chance. So he runs in real quick, scurries in the ring, uh, covers him. Referee, one, two, three. Drake Maverick is champion, 24-7 champion. And, man, I actually had a huge pop for this because I feel like I'm rooting for Drake Maverick now to hold on to this championship. I don't know why. Like, our truth is the guy that made this championship what it is. But for some reason, it feels a little extra special whenever Drake Maverick finds a way. Maybe he gets to finally have sex with his wife now. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that too, right? He's been waiting to consummate the marriage. Yeah. Like, man, you need to just hurry up and just go ahead and do that because that just needs to happen. But for for Drake Maverick, like he's the true, he's the true underdog in this whole situation. Is, and there's been is. so many times where, like, him and Elias in the music studio when he tried to pin Elias, um, and Elias was not having it. He tried to roll him up, he couldn't. He couldn't. And then Elias <laughs> just just stomped the 
dog smack out of him, just like was beat him down. I really felt bad for Drake Maverick on that one because yeah. he was just getting an ass whooping. Like, just, just that's it. Like, don't you ever try to take this belt off of me again, basically, is what, what Elias was telling him on that one. Um, but yeah, Drake getting it here and then he did the victory lap. I was a little mad at Drake Maverick for taking this victory lap because I'm like, dude, with the rules and how this is set up, you need to get the hell out right. of here. He, I think he, he, did, he did two victory laps. Yeah. Like the first one, he tripped over our truth. I'm like, all R-Truth. right, uh, don't let our truth get it back. You are asking for it right now, man. Yeah. Like, just get the hell out of there. So he finally did. So Drake Maverick, uh, just, just as a little recap, and so keep everybody uh, up to where it's all at. Drake Maverick currently yeah. is the 24-7 champion. There, there's a, a, a WWE exclusive YouTube clip from, from him winning. So it's like behind the scenes. He's uh he's telling his he's telling his wife Renee he's like Renee Renee come on I got the champ I got twenty four seven she's like what what and so he's he's like running and she's oh like at least God. thirty feet behind he's like wait Drake wait he's like come on so she takes off her shoes and she's like and he he slows up she takes off her shoes hands him to Drake and she books it oh my God <laughs> and then she's like wait Renee wait for me I'm like oh man Drake Drake Maverick is the best. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He's great, man. He's doing a hell of a job right now with this. So kudos to him. New uh, 24-7 champion. Let's see how long he holds it. All right, so let's move on to the last thing that happened on yeah. the night. Um, it was, will he or won't he apologize? He being Roman Reigns, uh, them, that he was supposed to apologize or maybe not, two would be Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan. So um, they show up on the trunk. It's Roman, Roman Reigns is in the ring. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan show up on the Tron, and Daniel Bryan's like, "We just need to hear two words. That's it. I'm sorry. That's what we want to hear. Period. That's 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 all." Like, and Roman Reigns is like, oh, "Guys," and he's looking at the crowd. He's like, "You guys want me to apologize?" And the crowd's booing. Hell no! Don't apologize. We don't believe it for one second that Ro- that Eric Rowan's you know doppelganger was the one that did what he did. So um, Roman Reigns is like, "You know what? Why don't we all check out this video?" And and Daniel, why don't you watch this too? Because th- this you're gonna want to see. So he plays this video. It's a video of the attack. So we're seeing it again. The the first attack where the the structure fell on Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. and then they've got new footage now of a guy uh, with a hood with the beard that you know looked like Eric Rowan. But the thing about this that kind of bothered me was the other guy that they showed looked exactly like Rowan. So from that video, it's hard to tell which one of them yeah, it is. It was still, still. kind of blurry. Yeah, so this didn't feel like definitive evidence, but, you know, right after the video showed, Dan O'Brien goes nuts on Rowan. He's like, you lied to me. You know I hate liars. And he slaps him, and he he keeps slapping Eric Rowan in the face. And and Eric Rowan's just taking it. He's not not responding, but he just keeps taking these slaps. And Dan O'Brien's giving it to him. Like, you lied to me. You lied to me. You know how much I hate liars. Exactly. (laughs) And then he just, you know, he walks away. He's like, give me a microphone. And he gets a microphone, and he's like, Roman, Roman, you have to believe I knew nothing about this. I had no idea what Roman was up to. And then you know, he's walking down the ramp. He's still saying this. He's telling Roman Reigns, I had no, you can't believe. And then he gets to the ring and he gets speared by Roman Reigns. And so Roman Reigns just looks down in his body. And now the question is, did Dan O'Brien know that it was Eric Rowan? So for me, I'm going to say this. Personally, I think. I'm starting not to care about this whole situation, to really? be honest with you. Okay. I, I'm starting not to care. I think, you know, they they may be trying to throw a twist into this where maybe it wasn't Daniel Bryan, although I I still believe that the, that would be the logical thing to do here would still be to make it Daniel Bryan and that Daniel Bryan is just pulling the, you know, he's lying himself 
um, or the, that Daniel Bryan is is telling the truth and someone else is manipulating Eric Rowan. But I just feel like this storyline is is getting kind of like I don't know between the the, the botched uh, dropping of the structure. <laughs> And now it's showing this video, which that could have easily been that other dude that they showed that they tried yeah, to sell. Because he had a hoodie. He was still co- covered up. So you didn't All know you if he had tattoos or not. Right. Right. If, it's almost like that. the segment from last week didn't happen. Because if that didn't happen, we never saw the other guy with the beard that looked just like Eric Rowan. Yeah. Then and, say, and, oh, and I don't yeah. even know why Eric Rowan confessed. Because he did. He said, like, well, I did. And that's when Daniel Bryan Basically, snap. You know how much I hate liars. I'm like, you could have just said it wasn't him. It was the dude he because could've. you still yeah. didn't have, you know, a clear yeah. picture of if it was Eric Rowan because he, they both have the same type of red beards. Yeah. So, I I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on this overall, though? Uh, I liked it from Dan, Daniel Bryan's point of view. You know, I enjoyed it. Him still looking like, you know, I, I was like, man, Daniel Bryan looked like a G just slapping the dog mess out of Eric Rowan. He's <laughs> like, like, shut up. Shut up. You know how much I hate liars? You know how much I, he was just slapping them, slapping them, slapping them. Like, he, these were stiff slaps, man. Yeah. And he told him to get out of here. And, and that's what Eric Rowan did. He he, he, he booked it, man. He left. Yep, I was yep. like, damn. And yep. then, you know, he he, he put on a hell of a, a performance because he was like, Rowan, he was like, Rowan, you got to believe me. You got to believe me. You know how much I hate liars? It wasn't me. I didn't know. I didn't know. And then I was like, damn, he got spirit. So, I don't know, man. It's Right now, I enjoyed that part, but it's getting kind of, huh? It's getting kind of, I don't know, hokey towards the end now. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. see where it leads to next week. Yeah, I think they need to just have it be uh, Daniel Bryan is is doing what he's doing because yeah. the only other, you know, it, it, it's, it's at this point, yeah, it's just getting like again, will people even care at the end? When exactly. They it it could have just, it it just would have made like, it, okay, it was me because remember I came out saying I had this career altering speech to give. Yeah. And then whatever happened with that and all of a sudden we all of a see these attempted murder <laughs> <laughs> attempts on, on Roman's life like, man, okay, that's a drastic change, Daniel Bryan. But okay, all right. Let's let's see the reasons why you know. But no, he's just it's still denying. It's still like no, it wasn't me. You got to believe me. You got to believe me. So I, I I don't know. But I still liked it from you know Daniel Bryan's point of view. I like the act he was putting on. I say that much. I agree. I agree. I don't want to belabor it too much. I think that you know it was entertaining. Still, Daniel Bryan is so good with his performance overall in this whole thing. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns, it is what it is. Like, it's it's a storyline for him. Um, and I'm, I, what you said something last week about, like, how do I feel about Roman Reigns? Like, am I rooting for him? And I am. Like, when he showed up, you know, I was like, I'm on his side on this storyline, basically. You know, and I'm, 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 I guess I'm rooting for a match between him and Daniel Bryan so that we can have this, like, you know, just great matchup between those two with this new Roman Reigns that I'm, that I'm enjoying rooting for and this new Daniel Bryan who's just such a great heel like I think it'd be a great great matchup for him to have a great feud for him to have so let's just get to it like right now it just seems like it's kind of like it 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 has it's in danger of getting goofy and I don't want that to happen yeah. so let's yep. just get to it at this exactly. point where just I'm get at. to the point yeah. now come on yeah let's go let's go all right well we made it to the end of Smackdown uh, final thoughts before we sign out for this show uh, Smackdown was just very enjoyable you know it was definitely uh uh, basically, it was just better than Raw. That's how I'll say. That would be yes. my final thoughts. King of the Ring was awesome. 
for Buddy Murphy and Ali enjoyed that. Even enjoyed the storytelling of Mr. Orton and Kofi Kingston. <laughs> I think that's a great way to cap it. Mr. Orton. Oh, my God. Like, that dude is, that's, that's my guy. That's my guy. There's a reason for it, man. And he just showed another reason why why that's the that's the case. Um, overall, yeah, SmackDown was awesome. Um, had a great time with the show. Again, a great contrast with Raw. Um, just continue that. I, I can't wait for next week. So, hopefully, more of this to come. All right. So, that's going to do it for our SmackDown recap. For Devin, this is a feast. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.